And we learned in Shmuel last time about uh, the drasha that Shmuel gives them, why he tells them, why he thinks, or he, he claims that they were wrong for wanting a king, and then he wants to prove it to them. And he says in Perak Yudbeis, Pasuk Yudches, Yudavins to Hashem, and Hashem brings rain, and Hashem brings thunder, and uh, it's in the northeast season of the rain, it's in the middle of the summer. And it says, It causes them to be very afraid. And so much so that they say to him, In other words, they were scared to the extent that they thought that they deserved to die. It wasn't just they thought they had done something small which was wrong. And the question is, what was Hashem trying to show them? Why was this the sign which was chosen? And why were Kali scared to the point where they thought they were going to die from it? So, there's a general mahalach uh, that most of the explain many similarities, differences, but the general approach is the same. And that is, there's something uh, on the one hand, the rain, on the one hand, the chesed. The chesed, and when the world needs rain, then it's a sign of Hashem's chesed, it gives rain to the world. On the other hand, the rain is called gvurus kashanim. Like we know, the mission says in Brachos, we talk about saying, the Chazal called that expression not just praising Hashem for the fact that He sends the rain, but rather it's mentioning the Gvura. Hashem strengthens something in the rain. And where is the strength in the rain? You see, the rain is a Chesed. You see, rain is a Chesed. And it's something, therefore, which we, we, we should see as maybe the Chesed of Gusham, the kindness of rain, or the fact that Hashem is sustaining the world by providing rain. Where we see it as being a gvura. So, really, this is a deep topic, which we'll see many, many examples of this throughout Tanakh. I'm just going to focus on one, and that is the Mabu. The Mabu was maybe the biggest destruction Hashem brought in the world, and it came through rain. It came through rain. It wasn't that Hashem sent a fire down to burn the world like it did in stone, or caused upheavals of earthquakes, whatever it might be. Hashem sent rain, and more rain, and more rain, and it flooded everything. And therefore, there, and it wasn't by chance, it was betachka, it was specific. And that the, the lesson that the, the world was meant to learn from the Mabu was that, that when Hashem's chesed is misused, then it can become destructive. And therefore, the Dara Mabu were recipients of chesed, they had the perfect weather, they had perfect health, they had so much bracha, and that was the background which caused them to become the Rishon that they became. And therefore Hashem shows that the misuse of Chesed really becomes a punishment. And that was the idea of the rain, which didn't come to uh, to be a sensible bracha, but it, it turned into, it, it added itself into a punishment. In other words, in simple words, the idea is that a Chesed misused, so then it becomes a tiny person. And this is what was given to you, and you used it wrong, so then it, then it acts as the accusation. And that's the same idea Shmuel says over here. And that is that Kilo, it was a chesed on Hashem's behalf, he was willing to give them a king, what they wanted. And at the beginning, Hashem was willing to give them a king. But like we saw last time, what Shmuel was worried about from the beginning, and what he saw actually happened in the war against Ammon, was that instead of diving to Hashem, they're now relying on the king as the one who's going to mobilize the troops, and the one who's going to navigate the battle. And there was no tefillah, and we don't find that they, they came back to Hashem to daven for victory. 
a nefesh mul says to them, you should know that you're asham rabbi. That you've done that your asking for the king was a source of bad. And the fact that Hashem gave it to you, if you're not going to use the king properly, if that's going to be a source of corruption of the Jewish people, then the chesed of giving you a king is what's going to turn against you. And the way Shmuel shows that, as he said, even something which is a symbol of chesed, the rain, but it can be in a way which you're going to get punished for misusing a bracha, so then the rain becomes a punishment. And that's what he showed them, that the rain when it comes when it's not something which is productive, something which comes as a sign of punishment, so he said, that's the marshal you meant to learn from misusing a chesed. Hashem offered, you gave me the king you asked for. If you're not going to use the, if you're not going to use the king as a way to enhance your awareness Hashem, rather the opposite, it's going to be a way to forget Hashem, then you should know that that's the reason you're going to get punished. And that's the first point. There's a second point here too. And that is, the Malvin points out, and I've said this a number of times, that the fact that there was meant to be a king of Klai Yisrael, was already stated in the third. The problem is Klai Yisrael asked for it at the wrong time. As long as Shmuel was still alive, they didn't need kings. They had Shmuel. And therefore they should have waited, so to speak, until after Shmuel's reign as the shepherd had ended to look for a king. And that's the second illusion there is here in the, in the Musa Shmuel's giving them. And that is, rain is normally uh, a source of bracha when the rain comes at the time we need rain. When the rain comes when it's not the right time for rain, then that becomes a cloud. And then we said, even though the king, at the time when the king would have been, would have been helpful, would have been a bracha, but when you ask them the wrong time, it becomes a cloud. The third mahalach which we're bring is that Shmuel was showing them something else. And that is, they felt that they rejoiced now, it showed to the Kaftas, the king raised the army, the king fought the battle, and we were victorious in the battle, so now they're very proud of themselves that they have a king. And Shmuel says he didn't need a king. I could have brought a nace that would have, would, have, would have dealt with the enemy. And it's very interesting because this is exactly the nace that Shmuel did bring. We saw in Parakhas earlier, at the time when Shmuel was the shepherd and the Pishtun gathered in Mulchama. So Shmuel davened, Hashem sent Kailas, Rayarim Hashem, Bakal, Godlam, and Hashemai. Hashem sent these tremendous noises from the sky which chased the Pishtun away. And we saw Kailasra won a battle without him going to war. And therefore Shmuel said, I could still do that. And just like now, I can bring the same nace back again. And therefore there wasn't a need to ask for a king yet. It wasn't that you needed the king to, to run a physical war when Shmuel could have brought him out the nest. Because those are the three different approaches brought in the, in the Mepharshim to explain what Shmuel was trying to do. What was he trying to say that they wanted a king for the wrong reason? So the first reason was they wanted a king for the wrong reason. They, well, they, the they king, wanted a king to avoid having Right, and that was that was a misuse of the, the chesed that Shemuel gave them a king. And the second and third reasons were more that it was the wrong timing. And therefore, while Shemuel was still alive, it wasn't the right thing to do to ask for a king. When did he want them to do it? After he died. Well, you want to have a safe transfer of owner of uh, power, no? If they were assuming that the, his children, not children, would take over. That's not what they wanted. No, so they have to leave it up to him to do. But the uh, deal is, as long as he's alive, it's an insult to ask for somebody else. You still have the Shmuel says, and then we saw the character, Shmuel is very hurt by it. He doesn't think he's, that I want him as a leader anymore. That's the, uh, now, there's one more point on this idea, and that is, why Kaisal thought they were going to die? He said, Davin Hashem, Va'al Namus. You shouldn't die, because Kiyasaf, Na'kochat, Yisayin, Yerod, Yishal, Na'nunah. And why would they think they're going to die for this? It might have been the wrong thing to do. It might have been considered a mistake. And Shmuel's telling them off for that. 
But why do they think that something that they're going to die for? So the aside is like this. We know already, the Gemara tells us in Yama, that there are different types of Avera, and each Avera has a unique form of punishment. So for example, the Gemara says, if a person is over in a mitzvah, so say, he, does, he doesn't keep a positive commandment of the Torah, so the Gemara says that he has to be chopped. And if a person is over in a mitzvah, later, I say, the Gemara says that he has to wait for him And there's only one category of Avera, for that the Gemara says, that if a person transgresses that, so then it's high of Mesa. And that's Chil Hashem. So it says oh, then even Yisurim and Yukipa and Shiva onto that, it's only Misa which is Mechakpe. And therefore, when Sayyidra understood what Shmuel was telling them, then they understood there's a certain level of Hashem here. Because it was, if, if that was considered, so to speak, in some way, a rejection of Hashem as their king, then there's a certain element of Hashem. And therefore, they thought that's what we deserve to be punished for, so then we might be killed for that. And that's what they ask Shmuel to daven on their behalf. They don't ask Shmuel to daven on their behalf. And what Shmuel's answer to that point? So we just requested a test. Last week, we did the Psukhumah of why Shmuel comforts them in Pasuk Chav and Rabbadah. And now we're coming to Pasuk Chav base, and over here Shmuel's responding to their request to daven for them that they shouldn't die. And Shmuel says in Pazach HaPais, Hashem is Amor. Hashem wants to abandon or Hashem wants to forsake His people. Bavur Shmuel Godel. Kiyun Hashem, Nasus is Chem Lailam. Bavur Shmuel Godel, because of His great name. Why? Because Hashem wants to make into a people. And what Shmuel is saying here is mirrors exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu said after Chet Egel. And it's a very, very fundamental principle in the Muna, which we learn from both of these Psukim. And that is that in as much as Klai Yisrael do something wrong, which is a Chilul Hashem, and therefore it's a Chilul Hashem, and because of that, Klai Yisrael really deserves to be punished and deserves to be destroyed, on the one hand. On the other hand, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't have that option of destroying Klai Yisrael, because that's going to make a big Chilul Hashem. And that's exactly what Moshe's argument was after the Egel Azov also. The fact that Klai Yisrael, after hearing the Torah from Hashem and accepting the Lachas, Go and serve a desire. It's, it's, it's a tremendous insult to Hashem. It's a tremendous chodol Hashem. And for sure, Klai Yisrael deserves to be destroyed. I'll be the dinim of Chava, chodol Hashem, they should get killed. And that's, that's why the Midas at the end says, Hashem is going to destroy them. And what's Moshe's argument in their defense? It's true they made a chodol Hashem. He says, on the chata of the chata gedolah, they did a tremendous area, and they deserve to be destroyed. There's no arguing about that. But Moshe's argument to the defense of Klai Yisrael was, and what's going to be if you destroy them? The result is going to be a big Echidol Hashem. Because the world is going to hear what happened. And the world is not going to put the two and two together and understand that the reason Hashem destroyed Klai Yisrael was because of their Averis. They're going to think Hashem destroyed Klai Yisrael because Hashem wasn't able to save Klai Yisrael. And remember that the Echidol Hashem is going to be even bigger. And therefore, as much as Klai Yisrael may deserve to be punished for the Echidol Hashem that they did, by punishing them publicly is, is not going to help anything because it's, it's going, only going to exacerbate the Chil Hashem which is caused. And Hashem accepted that argument. If the result, and it's true, because as much as Klai Yisrael deserves to be punished, but on the other hand, if the result is going to be a bigger Chil Hashem, the result is going to be a bigger Chil Hashem, then Hashem is not going to do it. And he made Hashem didn't destroy Klai Yisrael. And Shemul says the same thing to them over here. And he says to them that you should know it's true, but Hashem is not going to forsake his people. Because of the because of the Kiddush Hashem which he wants to make. And if and therefore now at this stage also, 
if Hashem is going to punish the whole of Kla Yisrael, so they imagine that's going to cause the bigotry of Hashem. And therefore, Babush Kmer Godel, so that they shouldn't, you know, so to speak, in order to protect Akkadish Baruch's uh, name, the way the world sees him, so therefore Hashem is not going to punish the whole Yisrael. Why? Hashem wants to make it into his nation, and therefore, being as Hashem wants to make Kla into his nation, so then anything which is anything which he does against that is going to be seen as the world as he wanted to make Kaddish his nation and for whatever reason he couldn't and he destroyed them and therefore Chassam was going to be perceived by the world as so to speak as a failing on Hashem's part he didn't achieve what he set out to achieve and that's the guarantee for Kaddish the guarantee for Kaddish survival is the Kiddush Hashem which is which we meant to bring but it's, it, gets into, it gets to a stage that and if we don't has for Sodom, then the, the fact that Hashem isn't going to distress because that's going to make a bigger chilul Hashem, that's the reason to keep Christ well survived. That's what so we'll tell Hashem can do a chilul Hashem to himself. But, uh, and and, and does, does, does Hashem really care about yes, what other people think? Yes, because he does. It's a good question. Why does Hashem care? And the answer is if the point of this world was to bring to that stage of Kiddush Hashem, everything Hashem creates in the world was was to bring a Kiddush Hashem. Then of course, if the world is going to result in the opposite, so then that defeats the purpose of creation. And if that's the case, and as much as a person deserves to be punished, but if the, and it could even be for an avera chilul Hashem, but if the result is going to be a bigger chilul Hashem, it's better to do that. Now that's the principle which Moshe Benu used to save the Jewish people. Then it's the exact same thing Shmuel says over here. I'll tell you, there's a very, very interesting, a very, very interesting halachic. Uh, discussion which comes out of this and it really comes from a Gemara and that is let's say a person doesn't have it but it's a person who is a, is a person who we don't expect to do such an event a person has a certain position a person has a certain prominence and if that's the case now the Chazaka says it presents us with a quandary because on the one hand uh, as a base in or as a tzibur we have to deal with people who are there on the other hand, to punish, publicly punish a person, it's going to make the Chilul Hashem even bigger. Because that way, even people who never heard what he did, when they hear what happens to him, you know, you hear what, we, what happened to Rav So-and-so, or whoever it was, that's going to just make the Chilul Hashem worse. And therefore, the Gemara already deals with the issue, what's the right thing to do? On the one hand, he doesn't want to look up, you're overlooking in a very, but on the other hand, on the other hand, sometimes, Punishing somebody is just going to publicize the Kiddush Hashem, Hashem more. And exactly the same you said over here. Uh, that uh, Hashem is Cheshkun. And that is, even if someone deserves to be punished, it's true. But if that's going to result in a baby Chilul Hashem, so then Hashem is not going to punish. Uh, right. And that's, that's, the, that's the comfort that Shmuel gives the Jewish people. That Bavur Shmuel Godel. Because to preserve, the, the, so to speak, the, the sanctity of Kiddush Baruch's name, he's not going to destroy Kiddush Yisrael. Means even if we don't deserve to be saved, but uh, if punishing us is going to cause a chilul Hashem, so I say the man or we say clearly next time I say the man Shemcha God will give of honor that Hashem for your great name is that it's going to is going to be brought into disrepute if you punish clients, well, that's the reason to save us too. That works on a national level, but you know. Now the next point. Uh, which uh, the next point, which we're going to say, it's an interesting point. In the he says, besides the fact that you should know Hashem, even though I said you've done cause the Hashem, Hashem is not going to destroy you. And besides that, but you've done something wrong. 
So even though, as it were, Hashem can't act on the magic event, you know? But you know, besides that, Kama Noichi, me as well, Khalilili, Mechatil Hashem, Khalilili, to listen for me, far be it for me to listen to Hashem, Mechadil is final Vadchan. By avoiding or by, by missing out on Davrin for you. In other words, the guys are actual Davrin for us, the spiral by the Vadechon. They asked him before in the process of uh, your test, they said Davrin for us. So the first Shmuel said, it's Betzim, don't worry, nothing's going to happen to you. But I'm not shirking the responsibility to Davrin for you. I'm going to Davrin for you as well. And besides Davrin for you, I'm going to teach you the right thing to do. In other words, it's not just a question of trying to fix what's been done in the past. The Maisa, I'm going to give you advice on how this, to prevent this being a problem in the future. And Chazal points out in this, uh, it's a well-known Chazal, that Shmuel says, uh, far be it from me, mechatel Hashem, to sin to Hashem by not diving for you. And here's the interesting point. That means if someone else asks me to dive for them, and I don't, it's not just kilo and aver to the other person. That he asked me to dive for and I didn't, it's an aver to Hashem. That's what Shmuel says, that if, if you ask me to dive for you, and I, if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't dive for you, if I would avoid diving for you, I've sinned to Hashem. And his explanation, why would not dive for somebody else, which I understand is a chesed for the other person who needs my tefillah, why is that considered an aver to Hashem? Had I not done for you, I would have sent to Hashem. So, the, let's, let's explain. Bahamas is, to start, what Shimon says is right, as it is explained. And that is, of course, if Shmuel feels I have an Akhraiz for Kali so that's part of my Akhraiz for Kali Yisrael, will be to for them also. And uh, this is a, a starting point. Let's talk about it particularly regarding Shmuel or regarding Moshe Rabbeinu or regarding Abraham Avinu. This brings us to another Nakuda which sometimes overlooked. And that is, what's the bad thing if you had to define the job of a Jewish leader? What would we define the, the, the job of a Jewish leader is? And the way I always ask the question is like this. There's a discussion in the Gemara about the Karnin. The Karnim, as we know, work in the base of English. So even though Yisrael wants to bring a carbon, he can't. He brings the base of English, the Karnim to take over and do all the steps in bringing the carbon. Now the Gemara asks the question, what are Karnim? Are Karnim shluchet Which means we want to bring a carbon, we aren't able to bring a carbon. So the Karnim is acting as our shlich. He's coming there to do, so to speak, the job we meant to do, but we can't. So he's our agent. And he's bringing the carbon which we meant to bring. Or... Is it the other way around? Is the Kohen the Shlech of Hashem? And therefore we brought the Kohen to the Beis Mikdash. But now Hashem isn't going to bring the Kohen on his back. So the Kohen is acting as Hashem's agent to take the Kohen on Hashem's behalf and bring it up on the Mizbech. Which way is it, which way is it working? The Kohen of Hashem or the Kohen of Hashem Shlechim? And we see this. The Gemara has a discussion about this. The Gemara has an option both ways. What the Kohen's job is. Because really there's two functions the Kohen has. On the one hand, the coin is the shlech of Hashem, and the best example of that is is when Birkas Kohenim. Birkas Kohenim, the coin is acting as Hashem's agent to bless Israel. We know that the bracha we're getting from the Kohenim is the bracha of Hashem. Just the agent which through giving us Hashem's bracha is the coin. On the other hand, we know that one of the jobs of the coin was to daven for the Jewish people. And like you know, the Gemara says in Marcus that if there would be cases in Israel of 
people that got killed by Shaykh, then really the responsibility is put to the feet of the Kohen Gadol. You should have done it. Harder. And if that's the case, the Kohen is putting a dual role. He's putting the role of acting as our agent to Davin and to Davin and Abihar. He's acting as Hashem's agent to bring the bracha down from Shemai. Okay, so that's the Gemara about the Kohenim. And like I said, the Gemara has both options of Shlechot Yidan. They are agents and they also Shlechot Yidachmanu. They are also Hashem's agents. Now, the question that I want to discuss, and that is, what's the din of a Jewish leader? Is the job of the Jewish leader to be Hashem's agent to teach us Torah? Or to lead us? Or is the job of the Jewish leader to be Klal Yisrael's agent, so to speak, to, to relate to Hashem? Which one is it meant to be? And we find here also that there's the element of both. Part of the job of the Jewish leader, like I said, the Rebbeinu, is humanity, People couldn't hear what Hashem wanted to say. They, they told Moshe, you have to speak for us. So now Moshe is teaching us Torah. He's acting as Hashem's agent. He's acting as Hashem's agent to teach Torah. And any subsequent God will, any subsequent leader of Ka Yisrael, they're acting as Hashem's agent to teach the Torah. And if they were Nevi'im, they're acting as Hashem's agent to tell people what Hashem wants them to hear. So the one function of the leader, of the Navi, of the Gadol, is he is Hashem's spokesman. And Chazal called the Gadol that. In the words of the Midrash, the Gadol Adar is called the Dabor. Dabor Echad Adar, the one, the person who speaks for the Dar. What it means, the Dabor Adar, not that he's a spokesman of God Israel. He's Hashem's spokesman. Who's going to tell the Dar what Hashem wants them to hear? The Gadol is considered the spokesman of Hashem. It was clear when he was in Navi, but even when he wasn't, there weren't to be. But they knew what Hashem wanted us to, what Hashem wants us to do, and they're going to tell us. That's the Dabar Nadar. In other words, the, the Gadol is the Shluch of the Rahman. He's the agent of Hashem to the Jewish people. Adam was here, remembers. He spoke about this a few weeks ago in El Shabbos. That when Kayish shall say to Hashem, Kitayvim Daydecho Miyayin, that Daydecho, the, the one, your friends, which means the Gdaylay and Torah, are more precious to us than wine. So we saw that the way that Mephoshim explained it is uh, the same the Dechum means because they acting as your spokesman. The Gdali Yisrael who tell us Torah they're acting as the Dechum, as Hashem's spokesman. That's the one job of the God. But on the other hand, there's a second function of a God too. And that is, Moshe Rabbeinu plays that role too. And that is, you have to be the spokesman for Klai Yisrael. You have to be the one to, to intercede on Klai Yisrael's behalf to Hashem. You have to be the Shlech of the Yisrael also. And therefore, Moshe takes that trap. Moshe takes that trap. And uh, when Kai Yisrael were threatened with punishment, so now Moshe isn't acting as Hashem's agent to tell Kai Yisrael you're going to be punished, the other way around. Now Moshe takes the position of I'm Kai Yisrael's agent, I'm going to daven to Hashem to save Kai Yisrael. And that's the expectation. A God will be Israel has to play both roles. He has to be the Shliach of Hashem to us, and our Shliach to Hashem. And that's what Shul says over here. He says, if I wouldn't daven for you, I would be missing out on that duty that Hashem gave me. If I wouldn't daven for you, then I'm only acting as Hashem's agent to tell you what you've done wrong. And I wouldn't be acting as Klai Yisrael's agent to try and help Klai Yisrael, then I wouldn't be fulfilling my job as the God of Israel, as the Novi. The Novi has to, have both, has to play both. has to be able to serve Klai Yisrael by acting on their behalf as a spokesman to Hashem, and serve Hashem by acting as his spokesman to Klai Yisrael. And therefore Shmuel says, until now I was acting with Hashem's work. I told you how bad you were and you did it wrong. Good. Now you're asking me to daven for you. If I wouldn't do that, then I'm chathal Hashem. I'd be sitting to Hashem. I wouldn't be doing my job properly. The job is both ways. And therefore I have to act as he says. 
I'm going to act on your behalf. I'm going to dive into you for you. But at the same time, by I'm going to teach you the right thing to do. I'm acting as Hashem's spokesman. I have to do both. One doesn't over, one doesn't overtake the other. Does that apply to every leader on a smaller scale as well? Uh, yes. Every leader, they're not going to be the God like God. Or Rosh Hashiva, or Rebbe. 100%. And exactly the same thing is true. In other words, if you're at any level, you consider the leader in Klag Yisrael, so then it's your job, number one, to teach the people um, underneath you what Hashem wants them to do. So you're acting as Hashem's agent to them. And at the same time, you have to be there for them. You have to be there for them because you have to act as their agent to Hashem. You have to play the role both ways, 100%. And that's what Shul brings the two together. He says, number one, to be Khalilani. I'll be sitting to Hashem if I wouldn't have for you. That's where I have to now change roles and act on your behalf to Hashem. And at the same time, I'm acting on Hashem's agent. I'm going to teach you what's the right thing to do. That's Hashem's instruction, which is going through me to Israel, of Israel, of, of, of teaching the dog. Is there a possibility in the parents, yes. That's what chosen for that role also. Right, that's part of the role of the leader. And when we find about the Gedele Yisrael, the Tanakh, who made mistakes, it's long when they, when they didn't have the right balance between these two things. In other words, when they were acting too much as a sin's leader, they wanted the Yisrael to be punished. And then the, the, the court was wanted them for them. Or the other way around. When they were too much trying to protect Klai Yisrael, and they didn't, uh, give, they didn't take a shim, so to speak, so strong, strong enough, and just, there are times I go through lots of examples in Tanakh, but just one example, which is famous. Eliyahu Navi. Eliyahu Navi. Eliyahu Navi, he says to Hashem, I stood up for you, Hashem. I stood up for you, and I told Christ what they're doing wrong. And there's a time in Eliyahu, one done for them. He said that he had times in Christ what they did wrong. There's a time in him. In other words, he was, he, what is he doing? He's playing the role of Hashem's agent, and he did it to, to, to perfection. He brought the whole nation to rest, Hashem, when he came. But at the same time, when he comes afterwards and tells, comes back to Hashem, he says, guys who abandoned your breast and they didn't listen to you. And then, that's not the way you meant to come back to Hashem. Now you meant to take Taishal's time. Now you meant to come to Hashem to daven for Taishal, not to criticize them. That's a hard balance. It's a hard balance because you have to represent both both sides simultaneously. But that's the expectation of a God of Israel. On the one hand, he's the Shleach of Hashem, on the other hand, he's the Shleach of Israel.